Hi. Alan Watt back with Cutting Through the Matrix. And just pointing out that even the groups that spearhead the movements to alter the old normalcy often fake though that was too into another normalcy was explained by Bertrand Russell in the impact of science on society where he said that the feminist movement will take the credit for championing the freedoms of women but in reality we the sciences the scientists will have done it and it's true they worked like crazy from World War One, right through World War Two, and afterwards to create the pill, the pill that would end pregnancy, basically, or prevent it from happening. That's what gave them liberation, and a society that was to be based on socialism, that would guarantee them safety nets, and priority hiring, and accommodations, if necessary, intuition for a career. That's really what did it, because the idea was not to help them. The idea was to destroy the one system that would stand up to government totalitarianism by separating and dividing everyone. Always another strategy on the chessboard than the one they've adopted. And most folk have simply adopted their opinions and have never thought things through. Now we've got Phil from New York on the line. Are you there, Phil? It's good to, good to talk to you. I've listened to your show for uh, and your, your talks for the past two years, and I just want to thank you for everything you've done. You've awakened me to so many things. Uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, do you have any questions or comments? Yes. Or? yes, I have two questions for you, and I will ask them, and then I will get off the phone and uh, let you answer them. Yeah. Um, my my first question is: I believe it was last night you mentioned um, on RBN. You said that um, uh, I, even uh, at your, I think it was your, you mentioned your your local golf course. There there are two levels. Uh, uh, the one for the public, and then there's the other that the the um, uh, the people behind the scenes um, uh, are to make all the decisions. And this brought up a question uh, that I've been thinking about for a while. And the question is, uh, on the local level, um, just how how um, all pervasive is this cancer, this infestation, that that, uh, that, that this 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 whole thing on on the, on the local level, on our uh, local uh, industries and and yep. the chamber of commerce and 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 all of that. Okay, that's question number one. And question number two, um, I I wrote to you uh, about this, so you'll probably this will probably be familiar with with you. I, uh, for a number of years back in the 70s and 80s, was was involved in um, uh, a Buddhist meditation group. I won't I won't mention any names, obviously, over the air, but I, I will say this: that um, uh, in this particular group, uh, uh, the 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 central figure uh, had come back from Japan, 
uh, with a with a uh, Buddhist title of uh, uh, that supposedly meant that he was enlightened, and uh, uh, you know, people people literally have had to bow down to this guy. Uh, he's since passed away, but uh, was it was it Bodhisattva or was it the Altman? Uh, I'm sorry. Was it Bodhisattva? Uh, it was uh, Roshi. That was the title. Roshi. Okay. Yes. Yes. Roshi, meaning uh, meaning the guy is uh, uh, was a a Zen priest, and now his uh, his the, the guy that took over from him is is the same thing, and people still bow down to him. Yeah. Um, but what what. Um, Two, there, there was a number of things that that uh, made me wonder about this. I, after being there for uh, twelve years, I got the feeling that I was just being led around in circles, and I, and for many years I just thought that it was me that you know, well, you know, I'm just a failure at this. My meditation isn't working, and blah, you know, the the whole thing. But then I started talking to other people who. Um, were uh, on the side, and, and other people had the same thing. So I started to wonder about it. I started doing a little research uh, into this, and uh, the two. I, I uh, there, there's there's a wonderful book that uh, came out, who, which which was also printed by a a, um, a Buddhist scholar. Uh, can I give the name of the um, book over the air? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The name of the book is called Zen at War, by, and the and the author's name is uh, oh boy. Um, when I'm on the spot, it, my memory always seems to slip me. But it, it, anyway, uh, uh, Zen at War, and I looked into some of the uh, the two of the teachers of this uh, Zen Roshi in Japan, um, and and also on I, I did some research on on my own. Uh, and, and it turns out that uh, two of the te- these two teachers were, uh, um, uh, well, during the uh, during the war, Zen uh, was 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 really taken over by by the government, and um, these uh, teachers and the Zen masters were were um, in in alliance with uh, Hirohito, the uh, emperor of Japan. Yeah. And they were telling, they were actually telling uh, people that uh, uh, the the object of Zen and enlightenment was was to uh, it's okay to get in planes and uh, the kamikaze thing. This is this is uh, you know it's okay to kill people because you're fulfilling Zen and Japan knows best and 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 and. Um, even some of the later Zen scholars, like uh, D.T. Suzuki, were afterwards said, "This is crazy. If this is enlightenment, I don't want any part of this." Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is what this person brought back, and from these two, from these teachers, and he 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 taught this type of Zen, and it's still continuing uh, uh, passed on to his predecessor. Yeah. Uh, and if you could just. Uh, Talk specifically about that a little bit. I'd, I'd I'd really appreciate it because I've been questioning this for some time, and I'm just wondering if it would seem a perfect way to uh, get the, the 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 people that wouldn't go into uh, the other established religions like Catholicism and stuff like that. Uh, this would be a perfect trap for them to catch them up in this whole. Uh, 
and, I, and you know, I believe as part of the New Age movement, uh, what Eastern religion, and, and then you can just run them around in circles, and then the inner part of this whole establishment is, you know, they have their whatever goes on in, in there. Uh, yeah, well, what, you, what you've got really with, with um, see, all, all religions, remember, yeah. uh, are ultimately for control. Yeah. Uh, they're ultimately for control. <clears throat> and and the reason too that uh, see during World War before World War Two, Hirohito was uh, given he was inducted uh, into the as a Knight of the Garter to the British Crown. Wow! That's why he wasn't uh, tried or for any crimes after World War Two. Oh my God! I had no idea. Yeah, I've got the the books printed at the time with the photographs of the, the royal delegation that went over and inducted the ceremony. I've got all the photographs here, very old books. So he was actually part of this whole web. Yeah. yeah. And these Zen teachers that that uh were were his um his spokespersons were that would implicate them as well. Yes, uh, there's no doubt about it. You always see it doesn't mean that, that everything that's taught is corrupt. It's never that case. It's always a matter of putting a, a higher uh, group uh, uh, and, and taking over the head of an organization. I see. I see. It's like the Vatican. The Vatican has the curia at the top. And, and you often find with all of these systems, you find a color coding of robes. Uh, that's standard, even in the Catholic Church. So you have black at the bottom because they're dealing with the unwashed masses, those in the darkness. And the, the little bit of truth the priest is allowed to speak comes from the little white part showing, but then the rest of the neck is enclosed in black, so he's not allowed to, to show all information to the public. But then you go up the degrees. They all came from Pythagoras, by the way, who got it from Egypt. Uh, and then you have the different ones at near the top and the cardinals and so on. These colors are very important. You'll find the same thing in the Eastern, Far Eastern religions with, with the different colored coatings. Yeah, and the, the same... The same yeah, the same with, uh, you'll, you'll find it also with um, the rosary. The Catholics use the rosary, the Buddhists use the rosary, exactly the same. Uh, and every seventh bead, of course, is a planet, etc. If you count them, it's one's bigger. And etc., etc., etc. These are all uh, adaptations from each other. And even the little strap that, that uh, rabbis will wear on their forehead with the little scroll in it, the saying for the day that he straps on, actually came from ancient China. Uh, long before Judaism had it. So, so there's, there's been priesthoods above the priesthoods all down through the ages organizing other religions that people think are their own. But they're, at the very top, they're, they're all interconnected. And, and it's the followers who don't know, and often the lower priests don't know themselves. Do you think the, the, the priest, the Roshi that came back from Japan, was aware of this? Is this that to, I mean, the fact that uh, so many people felt, and, and st- I've people I've talked to recently still feel that, that they're just being run around in circles? Do you think this is uh, uh, on the awareness level of, of, the, of, of the higher-ups, even in some of these local... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt on that. So what I... What and, and I, you, what you, I you cannot have any kind of religion, even if, even, even if it was pure, uh, you could never have it in a commercialized society where you have money and, and power tied together and success. Uh, obviously, the opposite of success is failure, which means poverty in our commercialized system. So they're all intertwined, and you can't have honesty and co- commerce in a, in a class system of winners and losers. 
you cannot have them coexisting with a true religion. It doesn't work. So, so, so the irony of this whole thing, then, is that these very institutions that advertise enlightenment uh, are really suckering the people in, and, and they're doing just the opposite. They're, they're, yes. just, uh-huh. they're just basically sending them in the opposite direction, just mm-hmm. confusing You'll find the, even in the 50s, the Dalai Lama gave orders to, the, to start up a Buddhist, uh, um, and uh, basically a Buddhist um, military force where the priests were given for the first time permission to be trained by the CIA to fight the, to, fight, yeah, to fight the Chinese. I have the old footage of it, in fact. And they fought the Chinese in the mountains, and they were given a special dispensation. It's amazing how they can break all the rules by the order of the top man. And if you watch the Dalai Lama and making his little Masonic gestures... Yes, oh, really? Yeah, oh yeah, and you'll see him putting his the, the, the forehead. Four is also number four, remember? So forehead. And he'll touch the inferior monk on the top of the head. Uh, as he, it's all it's all Freemasonic if you watch the the, the rituals etc. I suspected that it's it, but it, you know it it, it 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 just boggles my mind that that the Dalai Lama is is involved in all of this too. Oh, very much. So you must always get the shepherds yeah. in cahoots to to manage the sheep, and more so in a world society that we're going into. Well, Alan, if this is the case, I mean, I mean, the Dalai Lama is considered, uh, you know, most so many uh, Buddhists and even non-Buddhists as well. They they almost look at him like he's Jesus Christ or something, you know. Well, has... they do, they do. I mean, uh, you know, uh, the original Buddha, the original Buddha, uh, taught he was trying to break the belief in in, in this dogmatic adherence yes, yes. of the class system that was ageless and changeless in his day. He was trying to break it because it kept everyone in slavery. This whole idea of karma, and so you're born as a cripple or poor, and that's just your station in life because you were bad in a previous life. He tried yeah. to break all of that, and he would not even touch on the subject of metaphysics. Wow. And it wasn't for 200 years later, after that made many splinter groups, as always happens, did a convocation, uh, just as the Catholic Church did with, with Constantine, uh, and uh, and they, they, they drafted up all the new rules of the new Buddhism, and and they went right back. They attached Hinduism right back onto it, and went against its founder. So this was all planned, then, the as you as you would call it, the new Buddhism. The the, the, the whole thing had been had been they yeah. sat down. Yeah, hold, hold on, and we'll talk yeah. after this break. Yeah. Demand. This is We the People Radio Network. He's five foot two and he's six feet four. He fights with missiles and with spears. He's all of thirty one and he's only seventeen. Been a soldier for a thousand years. He's a Catholic, 
a Hindu, an atheist, a Jain, a Buddhist and a Baptist and a Jew. And he knows he shouldn't kill, and he knows he always will. Kill you for me, my friend, and me for you. And he's fighting for Canada, he's fighting for France, he's fighting for the USA. And he's fighting for the Russians, and he's fighting for Japan, and he thinks we'll put an end to war this way. And he's fighting for democracy, he's fighting for the Reds, he says it's for the peace of all. He's the one who must decide who's to live and who's to die, and he never sees the writing on the wall. But without him, how would Hitler have condemned him at Laval? Without him, Caesar would have stood alone. He's the one who gives his body as a weapon of the war. And without him, all his killing can't go on. He's the universal soldier and he really is to blame. His orders come from far away no more. They come from here and there and you and me. And brothers, can't you see? This is not the way we put the end. Hi, Alan Watt back with Cutting Through the Matrix and just wrapping up a conversation with Phil from New York on the Zen Buddhists of Japan, which ties in exactly with this whole idea of a layered society, a structured layered society which permeates everything. Are you, are you still there, Phil? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. So, yeah, and don't forget, too, that the Jesuits, who are soldiers of Christ, they're soldiers first and foremost. They were started up by a member of the Alambratos of Spain. It was simply uh, the Spanish branch of the Knights Templars, who one time fought against the church. And he was a professional soldier, and he was recruited by the church to start up this other organization so that what they couldn't achieve by persuasion and and uh, and frightening the people through uh, through superstition in a sense they would use force and uh, they would also use nefarious methods of of getting people to fight each other and people would never figure out who was behind it well they were already in Japan that was one of the first countries they went into one of the very first countries and they were in league with the other religionists too as they always get together heads of religion always attract each other and they learn from each other and, and often they unite because at the top there's always a brotherhood uh, an international brotherhood they so say you must get the, the shepherds in to lead the people, the sheep or the sheeple what, what, what I find so amazing about this is, is just the deviousness and, and the craftiness of, of how they lure uh, intelligent people into this. Um, I, I, I mentioned to you um, uh, when, I, when I wrote to you about this that one of, um, one of the people uh, who a, a spirit, uh, wanted uh, is looking for awakening, um, an, an extremely intelligent person, uh, an extremely competent physician, uh, my doctor, and mm -hmm. he just 
fell for this whole thing hook, line, and sinker. And I, yep. everything I tried to do, um, it, it, it was to no avail. And I, and I just, I'll, I'll tell you something even worse. I, uh, a, a woman uh, that I know of at the United Nations uh, said she's all for these coming wars because she believes in the karma and she believes in this religion. And she believes that those people who are going to get vanquished in the Middle East deserve it because they came back. They chose to come back as they are in their present situations and countries. And because, and because of their bad karma, they would perish. She thought that was quite acceptable. That's a scary thing when you realize that people like that are up at the United Nations. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting you mentioned that thing about karma because... This is one of the words they they fling around there, and and just the word itself, you, you'd almost say it has a, a a hypnotic effect on people. Just very briefly, but the, what what they do is they they say that we're uh, they they get people in, and then they they uh, say that uh, the, the only way to awaken is is uh, through through us uh, through through going through our our program so to speak and if you go anywhere else um, nobody else knows except for us this is this is said uh, this is implied yeah. it's not they don't come right out and say it and it has quite an effect uh, someone actually uh, when I when I pointed this out to her uh, she was she was just so grateful for that I that, you know that somebody it was like breaking a, a spell yeah. and, and just finally I when you know when I I, I, I've tried to point this out to a couple of uh, people who are, you know, deeply involved with this this whole group, cult, mm -hmm. whatever, and they get so angry when you, you know, you you you, you burst your bubble. I know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they turn on you. Okay. I, I, I lost some friends that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will lose a lot. But I'll, I'll answer that that other part too with the other societies okay. you mentioned. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's to do with, yeah, the whole structuralized system you live in has an exoteric uh, that the, the people will join even, the lower orders. Uh, to that, That's including all the clubs, associations, etc. Now, in North America, you can't drive into a town because the first, or without seeing the big billboard, there's always a big billboard stuck there like an official road sign, and it lists all the associations in that town or city. And that's the first billboard you're going to meet. And the reason it's there first is telling you who owns and who controls that system in that city. And you've got your Rotary Club there. You've got all your Freemasonic, Shriners, and so on organizations, all the female branches of it as well. And you'll find that they're running your council, your school boards. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they allocate the, the, the tendering of monies for for building roads, uh, repairing roads, it's all to do with money, everything revolves around it, power structure. And that's the first billboard you come to, and it's outside every town, city, and village in I North America. Yes, yes, yeah, you yes. can't help but notice it. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then the same thing, too, as I say, even with your clubs, everyone who joins any kind of club, even a golf club, knows that there's a little inner clique, uh, and uh, they, they were given all the respect. And those are the men you go to when you want favors done outside of the club, but to do with your, your perhaps uh, zoning laws or something. These are the men who can pull strings because they belong to the top Masonic groups in your society. That's the way it is. It's just like um, I, I uh, finally saw um, the movie Brotherhood of the Bell, 
and yeah. and so it, it, re, it, re, it relates so much and refers so much to that too that uh, uh, the members are uh, given all these uh, favors and 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 uh, that's no different from the mafia. Oh my God! That's no different from the mafia. The mafia is a branch of it. It's an official branch of, of masonry. Yeah. This is a nightmare. I mean, when this you is reality. wake up to it, it's, 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 yeah. it's a nightmare. It's, it's the same like with a, your police. Your police have their, their, their police fraternity. That means oh. brotherhood. <laughs> it's, it's, Look it's at the like, logos of all the police. Look at the logos. Look at the little crests of all the police. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's all over the place. It's like a... A bad science fiction movie or something. You're living in their world. Is 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 the is the religion behind all religions? Oh my God! And it's always been here in the West. I'll have to go on to the next caller after I come back. Okay. The well, thank, thank you so much. It's it's great talking, and thank you for answering my question. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye. Empire 
who knew that have trouble with this new religion that really was all about individuality and, and the rights of the individual. It wasn't a mass movement as such, but it was the first movement where an individual had the right not to bow down and pray to kings or priests or have middlemen, but the right to pray to your own deity and follow your conscience as a dictated and therefore disobey governments and kings and tyrants. And the, the, the old empire church uh, simply swapped hats overnight and, and took it under their wings. So from its very inception, the universal church, it was called universal because it, it adopted all of the old religions already in existence and added this one at the top as a cover. And that's why all of the rituals and so on predate Catholicism as an inner church there. I'll be back with more. Hang on, and we'll talk about these messages. Hello? Hello? I got disconnected. Did you get disconnected? Um, we're still on the line, so we'll have to be going through the main board. Oh, okay. I heard something that said transfer, and I got confused. I heard music coming in. Generally, that means that that the ad is coming up. Anyway, um, there was an interesting connection between uh, the Third Reich and the Tibetans, also the Thule Society, I think. Yeah, the they, they sent over delegations um, under Himmler. In fact, Himmler was a guy who directed that to try and find the root or the beginnings of what they called the Aryan race. And so they, they sought out through India and then up through Tibet as well, trying to find their origins. That was the whole key to it. And I'm quite a fan of the so-called theater of the absurd, but I realize it's, it's a total misnomer. The real thing it should be called could, should be called the theater of our absurd reality. Oh yes, it is absurd reality. It's the most. But I mean, the, the, the theater of the absurd doesn't really say the whole thing. I think theater of our absurd reality is more to the point. Yes, yes. Most people, as I say. Uh, don't realize that, that everything that they've been taught and everything that they like, in fact, has been given to them. And they like things that are familiar simply because it becomes familiar, no matter how, how strange a previous generation or even a later generation would, would look at it. Uh, and so, and they, became, they become very comfortable with what they think are the same ideals of the masses around them. They judge their sanity by, and their opinions by bouncing their opinions off the masses and getting the same responses back. And, the, and that's how you say I must be sane, because they all agree, we all agree with each other. It's a very simple con job. And, and that's, I mean, the ancient Greeks knew the earth was round. And they wrote about it. And so did the, some of the Egyptians as well. The high priests knew the earth was round as well. And so it was written about by authors in, in Greece. And when the Catholic Church took over, they made it flat again. And because I had to fit into the four corners of the, you know, and the divisions and, and how the earth was dragged up by four, four corners. So they had to make it flat again. So it stayed flat for centuries until Copernicus came along. And they had to make it round after a little bit of a battle. So we're back at being round again. So it, it, but during that period of flatness, uh, the general population would probably have stoned you, if you and thought you were crazy if you said it was round. So you've got to understand that the mass culture, mass belief, mass opinion uh, is always the opinion to be wary of because it's given to the masses uh, at all times. And uh, the fads that you think just come through high commerce, 
through society and ripple through and everyone adopts them, um, are, are arranged fads. They give us fads to keep ourselves occupied and to run in circles with and, and amuse ourselves with. But this present trick of creating mass amusement where we are being amused and entertained to death, literally, because as this is happening, a whole new structure is getting built all around us to control our, our minds 100%, complete and total. And for what we think is an easy life uh, of, of easy credits, uh, mass production coming cheap from China, people will sell their souls to the bitter end until they pull this plug, and then they'll be howling as always they have in previous times, wondering how on earth they got to this state of affairs. You know? Hello? Well, I, I, I kind of um, see that aspect, and the problem is when you see that aspect, you kind of become sort of divorced and, and super alienated. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think the Theater of the Reserve kind of brings me back. When I'm seeing things like The Bald Soprano. Are you familiar with that? You know, yes. Piece? Yeah. How at the end all four of them are screaming at each other and yes. saying their own words to themselves, basically. That's right. That was kind of a dramatic ending. Yes, I know. And, and, and unfortunately, that's how it will go. Uh, people will live in confusion to the bitter end. Until and literally give give away their consciousness. They're all they're already giving away the one tremendous gift they have, or one of the gifts they have, and that's the ability to be sentient and aware and use the mind that they're given by themselves, use it for themselves, and and figure things out. They don't. Most have been trained not to do that. Uh, most yeah, the purposeful dumbing down of the culture is really horrendous. It's it's terrifying. It's like, well, uh, Inesco kind of said that in the lesson, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> and so again, that, that's what... There's great theater of the absurd culture that the, that the basic culture misses, and it's yeah. so unfortunate because all they need to do is listen. I mean, uh, Fernando Arabal and, and the Emperor and the Architect of Assyria, are you familiar with that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it lays the whole pattern out right there <laughs> for you to see and understand and learn. I mean, I always think of, of theater as a real true learning experience. What yeah. we have here is a indoctrinational experience to uh, watch out for yourself. Somebody's always out to get you. Don't expect real community. You know, there's always somebody going out to kill you for your whatever. And, uh, oh, yes, but you've got to strive for all this whatever so that you can make it valuable for them to kill you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it, 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 truly, it truly is phenomenal. Uh, under the guise of defending yourself, we'll, we'll, we'll spend billions and trillions of dollars into creating a, a, a sky that's covered in satellites that spy on us, and a lot of them have been put up there where they haven't activated them yet. That's for when we're all chipped and so on. They're already up there, and meanwhile the public are simply, they watch more movies, they watch more fiction uh, than live reality in their lifetimes, and this is all happening around them, and they're oblivious of it because they've been trained under socialism that this special group above them, the altruistic ones, uh, uh, that keep them in perpetual childhood, have their best interests at heart. And they, they really believe that, like children. The Peter Pan syndrome is alive and well. We'll be yeah, back with more after, after these messages.
online and on demand. This is We the People Radio Network. Hi, folks. Alan Ward back with Cutting Through the Matrix, and we're talking to Leo from Massachusetts about this strange reality uh, that is more fiction than real, at least the stuff that's taught to the public on a daily basis, where we're taught what to think about all the time with all the wars over there somewhere. It's always over. The news we get, the, mo- the main news we get is always in a country so far away that we're divorced from it. And, and yet, when they show us little clips, it's also uh, all propaganda of how troops are peacekeeping. You know, a, tr- a guy who gets dressed as a soldier and wears grenades and carries big guns is still a soldier. Again, the distortion of perception by calling them peacekeepers. A soldier is still a soldier. And when you send your, me- your men abroad, you're, you're part of an invasion force, an invasion force, not a liberation force. The ancient Romans used the term, same terminology. They used to say they were going in to civilize the barbarians, to bring good culture to them. And that was carried on by Christian cultures uh, when they took the Crusades and off to plunder the Middle East, uh, which they did. They, they looted the country, and that's how they often paid themselves. All the followers got a share in the booty, as they called it, uh, with that cross in front, mind you, all for the, for the glory of Christ. And nothing ever changes. The propagandists always use the same format. Why change it when it works so well, time after time? And here we are today uh, doing the same thing with the Middle East. Everyone knows that Halliburton, the big company, this, this seemingly only authorized multi-corporation with many tentacles through all types of building and, and logistics and supplies and so on, has given the, been given all the contracts over there. It's probably the only thing that's keeping the U.S. afloat is Halliburton right now and all of its war projects and building projects across the planet. And we'd also know, it was on mainstream news in Canada, uh, that they deliberately targeted the oil fields in Iraq. And part of it was, again, strategy again, uh, they, they thought that when they took over, they'd like brand new, brand new oil, oil um, refineries there. So they flattened all what they thought were the older ones, uh, knowing that the American taxpayers and the British taxpayers and everyone else would, would finance new ones, which they'd then hand to the new owners uh, for a song. And this is called plundering. Plundering is plundering. No matter how you couch it or camouflage it, the act is the same act. And if it's the same act, then that's exactly what it is. Soldiers go in, they invade a country, and they plunder for their their masters. That's what it's all about. Under all this bravado of wanting to, to bring a better culture to the people, well, who are we to say we're going to bring a better culture to the people? When our the own culture here has fallen apart through deliberation, it's happened deliberately. It's fallen apart, and we're watching the pincer movement all around us in our own countries, and yet we want to make sure it happens elsewhere too. Well, that means there's another force at work bringing all of this about. That's your clue, right there. And then when you go into the writings, as I say, of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, and all the rest of them you find, yeah, this is a planned society. And they plan in centuries, step by step in centuries, because every generation that's born and brought up 
will accept the system as it stands when they're born, if their parents don't warn them, warn them that this is abnormal, this system now is abnormal. All mammals look towards an adult for signs of danger. If the parents have been perfectly brainwashed, then the, the children or the animals uh, won't even know what a predator is. They'll think it's all quite nice, and they'll adapt into that system without thinking. The youngsters who are getting all the, the, the cartoons and video games uh, to make them want a chip, that's coming, uh, and they, they must want it, will, will want it, because they'll think they're going to be like the superheroes. We've already, already seen the beginning of uh, a generation who, well, they've, they've grown up, they've grown up, they're now in the military, they were raised on the video games where the only object was to kill, 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 released by the military-industrial complex, these games were solely for the use of, of training soldiers to desensitize them from killing. And we wonder why you have isolated shootings in malls and schools and so on with a generation who've been brought up where the state has given them their morals and their values. Remember what Bertrand Russell said, if we can get the children early enough, and it was proven in the 1920s in his own schools, his experimental schools, if they can get them young enough, then the input from the parents won't take effect. There'll be no moral input that will stick on those children because the state will be giving them their values. Well, we see what the values are. We have a society that can't bond anymore. Generation is split from generation. The genders are split apart. And even within the genders of same-sex couples, they're battling each other as well, for, generally for money and so on. So you are seeing exactly what they wanted, a society where everyone it's basically isolated from everyone else. No one to stand up for you. And Big Brother can talk down directly to you, and you can't look around for help. There's no one there to help you. Sad situation, but planned. Planned, written about long ago, and implemented. Fait accompli. And most people today haven't a clue how it happened. The generation that lives through it, like Plato said, are the last ones to, to see it. They don't understand. They're still in confusion. So they're off into the next realm of creating new types of human beings. Now, the reason I mentioned at the beginning of the show about the, the European Union is because that was a prototype of what was to happen for the Americas. This brave new world scenario was to start, according to Karl Marx, with a united Europe followed by the United Americas. And remembering that Marx himself simply worked and was paid for by the same big bankers based in London with the approval of the royalty because it works through the dialectic. If it's going to be opposition to a plan, always make sure you create the leader to divert the people who think they're working against it, but in actuality will come to compromise. And then you blend the two together. It's called the third way. Again, talked about in ancient Greece. Ancient strategy works very, very well. And people fight and die for these strategies, never guessing that they're all being led up the garden path. Now, for those who have heard me before, remember, I don't get paid. I don't take money for the talks I, I give out on the radio. I try and stay away from, and I do stay away from pushing advertising. These programs all run on advertising. That's what pays everyone to keep going, that they're engineers and so on. They need it, but I don't push it myself. Therefore, I depend upon you, the listeners, to support me. So go into Alan Watt, cutting through the 
cuttingthroughthematrix.com or is cuttingthroughthematrix.com and Alan Watts sent in sentinel.eu and there you'll find ways where you can help me out to keep going and I'll do so as long as I can. It's tough here. I don't have staff. I'm not in show business. I'm not entertaining you. And so I don't have people to punch things up on my screen and give me topics for the day or arrange callers or arrange guests or anything like that. I do it spontaneously. I don't arrange my talks. I just start yapping away when the time comes. But during the day, I'm incredibly busy, and I need either to work outside of here or have you support me. It's up to you. I don't belong to any affiliations of any kind whatsoever, except I'm part of humanity, and I do my best to try and motivate people into being their own champions. If you depend on others, the supplied champions, I call them, to do it for you, you're, you're gone. You are your own champion, and there's a lot you can do, an awful, awful lot you can do in your own sphere if you really want to do it. And it's not by browbeating people into believing what you believe. It's about simply sharing knowledge with those who are asking for it, and there's a lot out there who are asking the questions. Learn how to put it over without overloading them. Give them a bit at a time, feed them gently, and hopefully you'll see them come alive. It's a process I've witnessed myself. You'll see them come alive for the first time. In the ancient mysteries, they're always called this the land of the dead. That's why it's also in the New Testament where they say, let the dead bury their dead. It ministers and priests scratch their heads over that one, but it means that those who have the ability to be alive and are not, they don't know what's going on, they don't see beyond that which is presented to them, they're classified as the dead. It's as though they had never existed once they died because nothing was changed by their being here. Those who come alive can influence other people and help give life to other people. And that's what it's all about. It's awareness and sentience and the right, the right to have a mind of your own and to exercise your own decisions in the society. What a hell they're bringing up. What an absolute hell that we're going into in this controlled, monitored, bureaucratic, totalitarian system. That's no life at all. That's hell. A living hell. The choice is yours. From Hamish, myself, up here in Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.